Hi, everyone. Welcome to Joshua Live. This is Gary Temple Bodley. From time to time, I interview some really interesting people on the show. And today we have a special guest, Julie Ryan. Julie Ryan has been a friend for quite a long time. She was at one of the first ever Joshua Live events. And Julie is a medical intuitive. She has her own podcast that's very successful. It's called Ask Julie Ryan. And she gives events and seminars and training sessions. And I thought it'd be great to get Christy, the psychic who we all know and love, and Chandler of the White Light, <laughs> and Julie together for a conversation. So this is Julie and Christy talking about a bunch of woo-woo stuff, right? Right. And business. And business. And, and, and her upcoming training. And her training and her path as a intuitive and how she got into that and how you got into it and and uh, yeah, yep. <laughs> Before we begin, we have a bunch of courses starting in two weeks. We have a brand new foundations course. That's a four week course. There's 14 key concepts that will bring you to a level of enlightenment that you won't believe. It really shifts your perspective. All these courses shift your perspective. That's the whole purpose of them. We also have a basic training course. So if you've taken foundations, then the next step is the basic training course, which is a five-week course. And the fifth week shows you how to integrate all these new concepts into the very fabric of your life to shift your perspective in all areas of your life to have this balanced perspective. And then if you've done those two courses and you're really adventurous, the next course is the boot camp. The boot camp is an eight-week course. It is very leading edge. It is very intense. And there's a lot of stuff going on in that one as well. If you'd like to know more about any of these courses, you can visit the website at theteachingsofjoshua.com. Or if you would like to talk to me or Christy to see which one is right for you and where you are and explain all the details, send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com and we'll get together for a chat. Okay. Thanks again for everything you do to help us here promote this podcast. Thanks for liking and subscribing and leaving a review. The reviews you've all left recently are amazing. Thank you so much for those. Share this with your friend. All right, get ready for this fun episode. And it was hilarious because when she met Dan, it was really fast. And yeah. she's like, eh, I don't like this. I don't like that. I'm like, I said, he's your guy. He's yeah. the guy, Frank, send him to you. Yeah. No, I don't know about that. And you know, the mermaid story, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's I'll tell you another one about that, but yeah, go ahead. What, what was there with that one? With the mermaid story? Yeah. What was before, I mean, he, before he died, he told her he was going to send her a guy. Oh yeah. No. Her company and stuff. I, and she's like, well, how will I know it's, it's from you. And he said, look for the mermaid. Yeah. So he goes out with Dan, they go out to lunch or something. And he takes her out to dinner a few days later, maybe the following week. And she walks in his hangar He's got a plane. She walks in his hangar. There's a mermaid painted on the tail of the plane. No way. And I said, hello. It hello. doesn't get any more than that. No. So when they got married and I was part of this with Dan, he had a necklace made for her out of gold and diamonds in the shape of a mermaid. It's gorgeous. It's uh -huh. big. Uh -huh. And at the wedding, after they said their vows, he gave her the necklace and he said, this is from both of us. It's from Aww. Dan and from, from Frank. Oh, that's so cool. Oh, I know. How cute yeah. is that? Yeah. yeah. Well, when, um, right after, right after Frank passed away, she called me and said that because she had been caring for him, that one thing that they did together was 
they made a list of bucket, you know, like things she wanted to do right after for herself. Right. And she said, one of the things I wanted to do was drive up to Tampa and get together with you. And I was, I was blown away. I was so, I said, you're kidding me. I made this list. This is awesome. So I said, okay. And she told me what days and I picked a place for us to meet. And it was because we were where she was going to be staying and where I lived. It was right in the middle. And it was a restaurant I had been to, but I never went there very often. It was a little, but I thought, well, we'll go there. That'll be cool. And it just wasn't a place I went. She got there before I did and called me and she said, Christy, did you do this on purpose? And I said, what? And she said, the theme of this restaurant is a mermaid. There's a mermaid on the front of the menu and there's a mermaid on the sign outside, you know? And I, I said, yeah. And she said, well, that's the thing Frank told me to yeah. look for that. That's him communicating with me. Like you're yeah. kidding. And at this point I, he hadn't come through fully yet. I, I don't think, I think, yeah, I don't think so. I think that was before. So that was like, one of the first things I was getting, that's right. It was one of the first things I was getting. I didn't know I was getting was a go, mermaid. but I, I didn't recognize that communication. It's not a riot. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Where's yeah. Gary. Is he going to be in on this? Um, no, I don't think so. I think he just put a, oh, it's just... a blind date. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought he was going to ask questions or something. Yeah. No, he just, I, cause that's what, well, it's really funny because he's, you know, he gets like, I don't really, <laughs> I don't. I'm sort of um, hidden. I like to be hidden. I'm not very, you know, put a lot of stuff out there. And I, that's a sort of a weird fear for me is to be out. Sure. Yeah. Like, and um, We all had it. Yeah. So, at some point. At some point. Yeah. So he, um, he'll get me, you know, to do a podcast or something and that's fine. And he said, um, I'm, you're, you know, talk to Julie Ryan, when can you do this podcast? And I gave him times and then I forget how I figured out. He said something about putting it on our podcast. I said, wait, I'm interviewing her. And he said, yes, I'm glad. <laughs> he said, no, he said, it's not that you guys will just, you said, just like, you know, get to know each other, talk because you have a lot in common and it'll be fine. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so it's great. So it's just us girls. All right. I, act, we actually just started it and then he's going to edit this, all the chit chat out. Right? No, he will. Yeah. Uh, so we don't have to worry about a thing. Well, I just, oh my gosh, a few months ago, we started doing interviews on my show and yeah. I, I do these multiple page questions. This one's five pages. Now it's an 18 point type and it's a space and a half. Right. But yeah, <laughs> It's all, I mean, I prepare. Yeah. Look at all, look at all this. This See, is all. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I've never done them. I'm not, I have, I mean, I've never had a podcast. I don't, you know, I don't have any idea. It's not something I do. So um, yeah, I, it's just a guide to help me with whatever they want to talk about. When right. Gary first sent me an email and you, I think we're copied on all of them. He just said, Hey, we want to promote your training. You want to come on the show and talk yeah. with Christy and me and we'll promote your training. I said, yeah, cause I'm going to send you an affiliate thing. Anyways, I'm going to send yeah. him an affiliate. I do want to hear about it. There, there, um, there's a couple things that I wanted to know. Um, and that was when Deborah Joe told me, I think it was Deborah Joe, she was telling me all about you and what you do. And I was so interested, so neat. And None of this stuff, I think this was maybe right around the beginning for me where because it just happened. 
for me. Like it just, I'm 55 years old and I died laughing because I was looking up some things today and you say the buffet of psychicness or something. And I've been saying I'm the alphabet soup of psychic ability. I've got all of them. So um, anyway, Deborah Joe said, well, the thing is, and, and unlike you, she was interested in it, then went and learned how to do it. And then once she did, then everything came in. And I said, that's so interesting. I knew that was possible. I never was interested in anything psychic. I didn't believe in mediums at all. I thought that was a load of crap. I, all of it, I just thought was absurd. And so when it started happening, I, you know, it was weird for me, but now I really understand. It seems like every psychic ability that I start to uncover comes with a little card that says, congratulations, you've just discovered your ability to be able to blank. Now you're not special. Everyone can do this. And because people, oh, it's so amazing. You can do it. No, it's not. I know everyone has it. It's just you have to have a way that it gets uncovered and yours was to go to school. So tell me how that, tell me about that because that's just wild. I think it's great that you like could get somebody teach it to you and then it unlocks everything. Well, I am an inventor of surgical devices throughout mm -hmm. the world and a serial entrepreneur. And I've been, I was in the medical business from the supply side of the equation for 30 years. So I was always interested in helping people heal, whether that be designing a new device or early in my career when I was a sales rep selling to different departments in the hospital and things like that. And one day a girlfriend of mine gave me a book, actually it was for my birthday, and it was called Anatomy of the Spirit by Carolyn Mace. And she talked about healing and she called herself a medical intuitive. And I thought, what the heck is that? I'd never heard that term before. And I was interested. And back then we didn't have the internet yet. So I did the old fashioned thing and I went to a bookstore. I believe it was a Barnes and Noble. I went to a Barnes and Noble and wanted to see what else was available. Well, what I found was a book called Hands of Light by Barbara Brennan who's a NASA, former NASA physicist. She's a PhD, former NASA physicist who parlayed very complex quantum physics principles into understandable English for the non-scientific mind. Mm -hmm. That would be me. Yep. And so I read her book and I wanted to know more. So I called her school, which at, the, at that time was on Long Island mm -hmm. in New York. And I said, do you guys have anybody teaching this stuff? in my area. And sure enough, they did. And so I studied with this woman for six years, Christy. Yeah, and that's, a, that's a PhD. I mean, it was a PhD well, or an MD. Yeah. It cost as much too, to really? do that. I'm not surprised. Yeah. And people said to me, why are you doing this? My family and friends. And I said, I don't know. And they said, well, what are you going to do with it? And I said, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I'm just interested. Yeah. Well, Fast forward 25 plus years and I sell my medical device manufacturing company. And I thought, okay, now what, <laughs> I don't, what am I going to do now? Right. And in, in the meantime, I had learned to be a buffet of psychicness. That's how it came in for me. The, the medical, 
Yeah. The medical brought it in first. And I talk oh. about this in my book, Angelic Attendance, but the medical came in first. And then what I discovered was once you connect with spirit, you can take it anywhere you want it to go. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Right. You can talk to dead people. You can talk to spirits that are attached to a body. You can talk to pets. You can talk to trees. You can do remote viewing. You can yeah. do past lives. You can talk to spirit guides, angels, the whole nine yards, Right. God, the, the whole group. Right. And so I thought, okay, well, yeah, I could do something. I was led to write angelic attendance, which is what happens when somebody's dying. I saw and that, that is 12 stages of transition in a sense. I, that's I right. That. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And it's a configuration of angels and the spirits of deceased loved ones and pets that surround us as we're dying at the end yeah. of our lives. And, and it's a configuration that changes as the person gets closer and closer to death. So my spirit guide, who's a dead Pope shows up one day, his name's Clement the sixth. He shows up, he's got his whole Pope hat on Christie's got it's, it's hysterical. The shoes, the vestments, the whole nine yards. And I said, well, who are you? I was with Susan, my mentor, and she could see him too. And I said, uh, kind of like, why are you here? She was doing a healing on me. And when I'm getting a healing performed by her, all my deceased loved ones line, both sides of the table, I'm face up on a massage table covered with a blankie and I'm all snuggly and all the, all my deceased loved ones are there. Even my deceased dog, her spirits, there helping too. <laughs> So this dead Pope shows up and I said, well, who are you? And he said, I'm Clement. And I said, I never heard of the Pope Clement. And he laughed and he said, well, I'm number six. I was number six. I said, great. Kind of like, why are you here? How may I help you? And he said, you're supposed to teach the world what happens when somebody dies because everybody's so afraid that they're either going to go to hell or they're going to be in purgatory for a long time or whatever. And he said, it's been so bastardized and you know what happens. So you just need to go teach the world, you know, just, just like, go do it. Like I am a Nike ad or something. Just go do it. Yeah. And I said to him, Christy, I said, well, I'm not doing that. I'm a businesswoman. People are going to think I'm nuts. Mm -hmm. And he said, yeah, 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 yeah. Just get on with it. So I, I leave my mentor Susan's office. I'm in the car, Christy, and I just pulled up on my phone, Pope Clement VI. Well, come to find out this guy was in office during the Black Plague when two thirds of Europe died. And he's best known for his prayers for the dying and his prayers for the dead. And I thought, Ryan, you can't make that up. Right. You can't make this stuff up. We we could talk all day about that, the stuff that happens. I can't believe it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it took me another three years before I had the golden ovary courage, you know, guys have breast balls, girls have golden ovaries. <laughs> yeah. So I had that golden ovary courage to be able to really put myself out there. I live in Alabama. I'm thinking I'm going to have guys on horseback with the white hoods on their head and they're going to burn a cross in my front yard. Well, right. Oh yeah. Listen, I, I, yeah, I'm sure you were a little concerned. That's really funny. <laughs> no, but no, I don't get any grief. As a matter of fact, many churches and synagogues of all denominations all over the country give my book uh, to families who come in to plan a funeral or families who have a loved one at the end of their lives. Once they, 
understand yeah. what you're doing. Yeah, sure. Well, the most interesting thing is science eventually catches up with woo-woo because woo-woo right. has been there since the beginning of time. Mm -hmm. And there now is university-based research that says 90% of people at the end of their lives see the spirits of deceased loved ones in pets. So science catches up with woo-woo. I believe oh. that people have been able to see it for forever. Yeah. And perhaps it took till the fifth century when a Gregorian chant was written talking about how the angels and your loved ones will greet you and lead you into paradise. It's called in paradisum in mm -hmm. Latin right. into paradise. And I thought, well, okay, maybe it took till the fifth century till someone was well-educated enough. Back then it was men mostly yeah. living in synagogues and monasteries. Right. That And somebody wrote down this Gregorian chant mm. and that's how it all came about. But then as we've become more proof-based and wanting proof for everything and more well-educated, we've lost a lot of that innate intuitive ability that we all come in with it. Every right. one of us. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's what I came to understand really not until it started occurring. I uncovered it was medium. And then I was having visions and I learned I could remote view and it was just everything. And, and I started to understand, wait, I don't know how I knew that, but it was, as these would come in, it was just very clearly, you're not special. Everyone can do this. It's everybody. And then I'm, you know, you say, woo, I love that because that was on my spiritual path. That was the one thing I could not stand. I, I understood a lot of things. I loved create your reality. I got the inner self, my connection there. I, you know, I understood all that accepting my, you know, just so many things, but don't start talking to me about past lives and, you know, ugh, all that stuff. I just couldn't stand it. I just could not stand it. And of course it's me, right. That gets, you know, all, and now so woo woo started to channel and then went the reverse and channeled a quantum physics course to teach this stuff in a sciencey way. So, but you know, it's, <laughs> you can't explain. Well, well, what happened was you got your vibrational level high enough and you were on a frequency that was broadcasting that information. I tell everybody our heads are like big satellite dishes and they receive and they transmit frequencies. And it's as if we're turning our satellite, tuning our satellite dish head into a satellite TV station or a radio station. Right. And that's when information comes in. I'm a girl with a communications degree. How did I invent surgical devices? I'm not a nurse. I'm not a doctor. Right. I've never been a medical provider. I'm not an engineer. How's that work? That was right. before I even learned how to do woo-woo. Yeah. And what I've come to discover, and this is what I teach in my classes, is it's 10% technique. It's 90% transfer of energy at the level where I play. Right. The frequency. When I teach people and I've taught hundreds of people from 14 countries now, the only prerequisite for my class is to learn how to do all this. So she's got to speak English. Speak English. Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, that. We, 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 CC. That's about right. it. <laughs> yeah, please speak but English. It's, right. But it's a transfer of energy and it's instant. And- mm -hmm. The, this is maybe going to sound kind of crazy, but I was raised Roman Catholic. 
And I don't mean this in a sacrilegious way. I mean this in an energetic way. It mm. reminds me of what they call holy orders, where the the energy frequency, the power, if you will, is transferred from the Pope or a bishop or somebody into the priest that's being ordained. And that's what I see because people that, that take my class, they, most of them don't have any skills. They're just interested. And they've heard me say on my show at my Ask Julie Ryan show, they'll hear me say, anybody can do this. Mm -hmm. I don't have dead people chasing me when I was little. Right. Me? No, me either. Not at all. And the, the more we do it, the more information that we're able to reach, I see higher and higher, more sophisticated levels of healing the longer I do this. Mm -hmm. And I know that I'm reaching higher and higher vibrations. So I'm tuning into different vibrations. May I share a story about that? I would love it. Yeah. When I first started doing this stuff, and again, I was really interested in the medical side first. I early on would see organ transplants happen. And I spent 30 years in and out of operating rooms. So I've been in organ transplants. I would see the donor patient. I'd see the recipient. I'd see the organ, like say it was a kidney. I'd see it get harvested out of the donor patient put into the, the recipient, all of that. Well, probably six years ago or so, Christy, I don't, I've stopped seeing organ transplants. I see everything generated with stem cell energy now. Mm. And I watch a mold, like a, like a mold that we used in my manufacturing plant for plastics. Mm -hmm. Think of a jello mold even. And I watch the stem cell energy, which is a light amber colored gel has sparkles in it because it's woo woo. Gotta have sparkles. Sparkles. (laughs) And it reminds me of Dippity Doo hair gel, which was a watery hair gel in the sixties and seventies. I remember my grandmother having that stuff. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And Spirit's got a great sense of humor, you know that. And I watched that fill, that mold, and there's a vortex that spins above the mold. And I'll watch the plumbing get clamped off in the diseased organ. I'll watch that get removed. I'll watch the new organ get put in his place. I'll watch the plumbing, you know, all the arteries and blood supply and whatever get Mm -hmm. hooked up as well. And there have been several occasions where that new organ shows up on subsequent scans at the doctor's office. And I've had doctors call me and say, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. How does this work? And I described to them, think about, go back to your science lessons when you're in the sixth grade. We learned that every cell has a nucleus. Every nucleus is surrounded by cytoplasm. Mm Cytoplasm is a watery gel like dippity do. And our body has a centrifugal force in it that spins that causes the cells to divide and replicate to the tune of billions of them a day. So I believe I'm seeing in my mind's eye in warp speed, what the body is doing on its own every day, all day long. Right. Yeah. Isn't that so fun? You're going to have doctors coming to take your class soon. I've had many that have already. I bet. I bet. Um, Interesting. You used to do that. Well, that was your thing was that medical devices I was in medical sales for a number of years. I did. Um, I had 
a spine system for idiopathic scoliosis and stenosis, oh, wow. those things. And then total knees, total hips, and little titanium screws that were used for the hand. And so I very much like you spent hours and hours in surgery for a long time. So I, we well, have a, I, oh, that's I a in, old little place too. Let me tell you. I invented an auto transfusion device for total joint surgery, which okay. collected the patient's blood and put their own blood back in them so they don't have to use somebody else's blood and then licensed it to Zimmer. If you were in the orthopedic industry, you know, Zimmer Zimmer was the biggest in the world. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's really cool. So how interesting is that? So um, something else too, I wanted, I noticed when I was just scanning through was that all of your, or at least the books you had and the training that you have is you talk about angels, which I have a particular connection there as well, which you know I can talk to you about in a little bit, but what prompted that? So it's just interesting as all the thread all the way through everything you do. I don't really deal with them that much, believe it or not. Really? Okay. Day to day. No, working with clients and working with people who call into my show, I see them when somebody's dying I see everybody has a guardian angel that they keep throughout all of their lifetimes. And that guardian angel stays with them even in between lifetimes, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. And I, in the angel messages for kids series that I wrote for children's books, because angels are fun and they're, they have messages for us and they're there, but I don't spend a lot of time with angels. I don't really even spend a lot of time with individual spirit guides and that kind of a thing. If somebody wants to know about their spirit guide, they will, will figure out what their name is. When I scan somebody, if they want to know about their spirit guides, I see spirit guides that are usually in a horseshoe configuration behind the person I'm scanning. And I can scan anybody anywhere. You could be far, far away in a different galaxy. It doesn't matter. Right. Doesn't the energy matter. just instantly energy travels. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm working on the idea of that space and time. It's very interesting. (laughs) The spirit guides look to me like different versions of father time. Think Dumbledore in the Harry Potter movies, Gandalf in the Lord of the Rings movies. Mm -hmm. And then they morph into what they looked like in the, the lifetime that they lived that correlates with whatever we're asking about. Angels, on the other hand, I see archangels, I see cherubs. Most of the time I see angels depicted like guardian angels. Now I'm a Catholic girl. So I see angels looking like what I was taught that they look like. Certainly somebody raised in an indigenous culture in the middle of the Amazon may see it as a blob of purple energy. Energy, right. Sure. Right. So the angels, when I see them, they all look like stepford wife angels. They all look the same. Like all the archangels look the same. All the guardian angels look the same. All of that, just because that's my frame of reference. And I don't spend a lot of time delineating between an angel and a spirit guide or a deceased loved one or whomever. If somebody wants to talk to a deceased loved one, we'll bring them in. Mm -hmm. But what I do is I work with big source Because how I perceive it, Christy, is that the angel or the spirit guide or the deceased grandmother is a fractal of source. Right. And source is communicating through the image or the presence of that 
deceased loved one, perhaps, Mm -hmm. because it's easier for our human minds to grasp that instead of big sores. So Mm -hmm. if I'm scanning somebody, I don't bring in a bunch of doctor spirits to help me scan somebody. I'm tapped into source. It's like, I'm tapped into the ocean. Yeah. And the ocean spirit is what I call it is working through me, but I can pull up a a drop of water in the ocean as a deceased loved one or somebody along those lines. Does that make sense? Oh, it, you know, it does. And it actually, actually made me think of something that I started, I had these things come in the transition ones and then some other psychic abilities. And then I was introduced in a meditation to my new teacher, which was just a bright white light. That's all it was. It was beautiful, bright light. I just call them white light. And after about nine months, I just kept them privately to me. And I would share some of the ideas that I would get. And then I, of course, have my my spirit guides, which show themselves to me as a group of about four foot tall angels, but they don't look like angels. They're all dressed in black hoods. I can't see their face. And they're just irreverent little assholes. That's, I mean, they're just obnoxious and they're very funny, but they make funny out of everything, which is perfect for me because I would be very serious if I didn't have them. But um, but this white light is really the umbrella, I think. And I really wonder if what I'm getting sometimes with the, when I'm doing medium work or a spirit guide, usually the transition loved ones come in and then they introduce the spirit guides to the person I'm talking to. So it's really interesting. And it's always done in some sort of a theme it'll be a fairy tale. It'll be, and it's incredible how they do it. You, you couldn't make it up if I had to, but I've often wondered if white light isn't a bit more my visual imagery of a connection to source, because they just say to me, we're the center. They don't tell me anything, but right. then all of the other things. So very much, I understand. I, it really actually prompted me to I've thought that before, but you just kind of made me connect it a little bit. And that's, that is really interesting. Yeah. You're just happy. Well, and the, and the more we do it, the more comfortable we get with being able to just turn our abilities on and off. Uh, there are a lot of teachers out there and a lot of mediums and psychics and medical intuitives and pet psychics and all of that, that meditate for a long period of time before they're able to get their vibration high enough. Yeah. What I teach is you turn it on and off and on in a nanosecond. You don't need to twirl three times and stand on your left foot and raise your right hand in order to connect to spirit or meditate for an hour first. Certainly that's a way you can do it, but it's like when you get in to drive your car, you just turn it on and you go, you do it, you do it enough and you practice it enough. Yeah. That you can do it. I, I, I do it very much. I, um, I can just be sitting with friends and, and get something and go, wait, hold on. What? And it's, it's there. I don't, I don't even, but it's, I certainly have to be open. Like people say it's chaos. They're coming at them all the time. I've never had that experience. It's almost, it's as if I can sort of sense something. And if I go, okay, come, come here. Right. Then it's there. And then I start getting whatever I'm going to get. But one thing is with channeling, I just close my eyes and I move myself up to that. I think that vibration, I couldn't explain it to anyone if I had to. And then I'll feel myself giggle 
and I'll swallow and they speak and I just, I'm gone. I'm out back here. But um, other times I don't have to meditate at all. The only reason that I ever do is when I do a straight up medium reading, which is not my favorite thing to do. I really, that's, I, I try to avoid that. If I, you know, it's just someone really wants it. I um, get really tired afterwards, hmm. really tired. Hmm. And I never, I, I've never gotten a really good answer. White light has explained a couple of things to me about perspective and holding vibration, my vibration. I don't know, but it is um, interesting because I'll finish those and be exhausted, but I don't need to meditate to connect at all. At come all. to my, come to my training, Atlanta. Oh, I'd love to. November 3rd through 5th. We'll teach you how to do that. I, when I'm working, I'll usually do four or five clients in a day. Mm-hmm. And I'm interviewed a lot. And then I do interviews for my show. And then I have a call-in show. We'll do it tonight, Thursday night, yeah. every Thursday night. I'm jazzed. Yeah. It raises my vibrational level. It doesn't tire me. It it makes me jazzed. The other thing is I'm never out. I'm communicating with spirit. I'm seeing right. healings happening in my head or I'm doing remote viewing, or we're talking to a somebody's deceased loved one or yeah. whatever. I'm always coherent when You're I do there. that. Yeah. Always, yeah. always, always, always. So people, that- I, uh, but not only when I channel, I mean, I'm still there. I can see everything, but I'm just really, my focus is very far back. Now that jazzes me up. Everything else completely jazzes me up except yeah. the medium stuff. For yeah. some reason, I get tired. And that's me. I'm totally coherent. Well, you're doing it. It's weird. The more you do it, I think the less that's going to happen. And I believe too, that it's reaching different levels of energy, of vibration, of frequency. It's all the same thing. Yeah. And you'll, you'll do that. Like you, I'll be somewhere. I don't walk around with my radar on. No. I mean, that would be obnoxious. I'm going someplace. I'm like, oh, okay, there's a crowd of people. That one's got strep throat. That one's got a migraine. That one's got whatever. Yeah, right. Or, you know, or your dead grandma's standing behind you. A little bit of an invasion of privacy, sort of, I think. You know? Well, exactly. And I'm really anal about that, about, yeah. about being cognizant of, I'm not going to invade anybody's privacy. If somebody comes to me and asks, that's yeah. great. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go into the drive-thru at McDonald's and go, hey, you know, your dead grandpa is standing behind you at the fryer cooking French fries. That's not gonna happen. No. But like you, yeah. every once in a while there will be something that will I'll have a thought, I'll I'll sense something and I'll have a thought and I'll turn on my radar. Example, I was in the in this hotel called the Driscoll Hotel in Austin, Texas. And I was having lunch there and I was reading, it was, it's a pre-Civil War hotel. Colonel Driscoll made his fortune off of selling beef to the Confederate army. Okay. And there's a big picture, there's a big portrait of him in the lobby. And so on the back of the menu in their cafe is the history. And it said they had a spa and they would have visiting psychics in the mid 1800s that would come to the spa. And I thought, oh, that's cool. And then everybody I talked to said, well, you know, that place is haunted. So I thought, ah, cool. So mm-hmm. I, asked I, the con- I asked the concierge, I said, can somebody give me a tour? And she said, yeah, but you know, it's haunted. I said, well, I'm a psychic, so that'll be fun. I'll let you know if I see anything. So we go upstairs and we're outside, of, we're in this, oh, kind of a foyer area with a bunch of ballrooms around it. And I'm smelling cigar smoke. 
And I'm thinking there's no way they're going to let somebody smoke inside this hotel, let alone smoke a cigar. Vibrational smell all the time. I turned on my radar and here's Colonel Driscoll's spirit walking (laughs) through the mezzanine. And so then got to see lots of other fun things, but it's, it's really one, one other quick story about that. I was in one of the ballrooms and they have these huge gold leaf mirrors. There are eight of them and they're on all the walls of this ballroom. And at the top of these mirrors is a cameo that's carved into the wood. And so I was asking this little bellman who was giving me a tour, I said, you know who that is? And he said, well, we think the mirrors came from Emperor Maximilian's palace in Mexico City, and we believe it's his wife, Carlotta. And I hear in my head, that in Carlotta, that's his girlfriend, Lucinda. Oh, okay. okay. Mm-hmm. So I said, have you ever heard of a Lucinda? Was that his mistress? I heard it's his mistress, Lucinda. And so he said, no. And he's going on telling me all this stuff. And so I just pulled Carlotta and Lucinda in and I asked them and they showed up in their ball gowns, Uh, silk, jewels, the whole nine yards, tiaras, the whole nine yards. Oh, wow. And they looked like they were big buddies. And I said, I said, who is that? And Lucinda said, it's me. And I said, well, yeah, that's what I was. That's what I was getting. So Mm. long story short, I looked it up in many, many historic references are it is information about Emperor Maximilian, his wife Carlotta, and his mistress Lucinda. Isn't that great? It's, you can't make it up. We've had it's yeah. crazy things like that in Savannah, where I'm getting something and it, you know, and that's I I want to talk to you about that too, about what you think about what these sort of ghosts are that are still here. Because I've had a, a few experiences recently. And they've been a bit, well, just a bit confusing, but the way that stuff happens where even the the transition ones, and it's not something like hanging around a space, right? In a ballroom or something. Um, I had some friends, well, a friend call and asked me to read for some friends of his who had lost their son. And this was very early on for me, maybe a year and a half ago. And I said, and I don't think so. I, I don't think I can call this up. It just either shows up or it doesn't. I don't know. And he, he said, well, think about it is, you know, they're, um, you know, really nice family. And his name, he was 14 and a half and his name was Peter. And I said, okay, when that was it. And I said, you know, I'll think about it. But I, I felt weird about that. It freaked me out really, you know, and it, it, it really strange. So that night I felt it, you know, felt it there and I said, okay, and I said, okay, definitely male, definitely a teenager. <clears throat> Those are the first things I can tell about someone. And then, so I said, hey, are you um, Jerry's friend's son, Peter? And he says, no, my name is Pierce. Okay. So you're not the 14-year-old boy that Jerry called me about then today? Because I don't know anybody else, 14-year-old kid or you know teenager that would be gone. And he said, I'm 15 and a half. And I'm thinking, all right, I don't know what's going on. So he gives me some other things, images and whatever. He's great. And so I called my friend the next day and he said, you know, they're not really my friends. They're my wife's friends. Let me put her on a three-way call. And they live in another state. I've never met his wife. We're in this Josh. I've never met him. Actually, we're in the community on Zoom. 
she gets on the phone and I start telling her this and it's silence from her on the phone. On the other end, I'm thinking, and then I just hear her kind of crying. And she said, that's him. His name was Pearson and he was 15 and it was, you know, 15 and a half, not 14. And all these things, you just, it just is there. They will absolutely, like she said, no, I'm not her. I'm Lucinda. It's funny. Even in those things, it seems like that can be even louder when they're wanting you to really get something or understand something. It's so clear like that. Okay. You know, that's really cool. <laughs> what? Do oh you yeah. There are you endless stories like that. Isn't it fun? I know it's so it's much fun. fun. And, yeah. and I, I think at first, I know a lot of people um, think they, they want to, they want to have these gifts and then they, so they don't realize how easy it is as it, it, you don't have to try. Like they think they have to try it. You don't, it's just there. It's, it's right there, but then doubt everything, which I did too, right at first. And they get things and it's just, if you just let it go and let what's there, don't, you just can't be afraid to be wrong. That was it for me at first. I didn't know what I was getting. I just had to be willing to say it and have be willing to have someone say, no, I don't know what you're talking about. And okay, that's all right. I just, that's what it is. But once you get into it, like you said, I think that's it. I just think once you start playing with spirit and you're in there, you just, you have keys, go wherever you want to go. <clears throat> you want a remote view? Voila, there you go. You can do that. You just a little practice and there you are with that. And I think you're, tell me about your training. What are you going to be doing in Atlanta? Well, everybody's going to learn to the buffet of psychicness. So <laughs> they'll learn how to communicate with spirits that are attached to bodies the spirits that are not, you don't have to have known somebody you, you want to talk to Elvis or mother Teresa or Napoleon. It doesn't matter. You just think of them that tunes your satellite dish head to their frequency. And then it opens kind of like a two-way radio communication channel. So they learn how to do that. They learn how to trust what they get. When somebody goes into fear, to your point just a minute ago, they're out of alignment with spirit. They're in fear, which is a low vibration. Spirit doesn't communicate on the, I feel crappy channels, right? Nope. So <laughs> we'll find I them teach there. them how to get back into alignment, get back into a high vibration in a, in a nanosecond. So we're going to do that. There will be a segment on medical healing, energetic healing, medical intuition stuff. Everybody can do it. And then there'll be a section on what happens when somebody's dying how to talk about, you know, how to figure out how close to death somebody is, how to communicate with that person, all of that. And then a section on spirit guides and past lives and any angels and all that kind of stuff. And the way that I have my training set up, Christy, is that there's discussion and lecture for about an hour. And then we go right into practicum. We practice it and everybody can do this stuff right out of the chute. Yeah. So we, we will be practicing it and it it's just a blast. That's it's the thing. Great. Like great fun. When is it? It's November 3rd through the 5th in Atlanta. And if you go to askjulieryan.com training forward slash training, you'll see information on it. We're going to be at the Kimpton hotel, which is adjacent to the Atlanta airport, free shuttles, fabulous hotel, 
lunches are covered. You got to pay for your travel expenses in your hotel, but we're going to do a live Ask Julie Ryan show. And then we'll release it on the podcast and then we'll have a dessert reception after that. So it's going to be really fun. And then it's going to be magical. We have a lot of amazing things planned and it's going to be the first one that I've taught in person. I've done 19 on zoom. Wow. Pope Clement told me to do this, Mm -hmm. told me to do the, the class on zoom. That's a fun story. And then, uh, I was just led to do it in person. And so I figure Atlanta is the busiest airport in the world. You can get to Atlanta from wherever. I have people flying in from Europe for it yeah, that are coming in great. for the training. So it, it will probably raise the roof. And as yeah. you know, when you got a bunch of like-minded people together, you get that energy all together. The thing that's the most heartwarming about all of it to me is that I have, I have hundreds of graduates and I had to cut off how many are going to come to be there to participate and volunteer. And I have them flying in from all over the country that are coming in at their own expense to be there. So I think that speaks volumes about it. So you learn how to do all this stuff. And then the key with my trainings is that we have multiple practice groups a week in the big angelic attendant training that we're doing in Atlanta. There are nine practice groups a week that are all graduate led. And so graduates get together. We've got it in all different time zones to cover Europe and Asia and all the time zones in the in North America and South America too. Yeah. And so that's the key. You know, the transfer of energy happens, a little bit of technique, but then the, the key really when this comes in is the practice. Mm-hmm. And so we facilitated that. Once you take the class, you can do the practice sessions for life and it's covered. They're free. That's great. Yeah, that's that's wonderful. I bet you're right. When you start doing this, of course, in this community, the Joshua community, Facebook groups and and that we got to know people, but then coming to the retreats and now Gary and I are hosting these retreats together. And we have people from all over the world that come to get, it's amazing. Yeah. And it is very much every time I think it can never be better than this. This group is incredible. And then, then the next time there's another group and it's just like that. It's different people and off the charts. That's really been the case for me. And this is the, the friends that I've made doing this. And then as people contact me to do readings, as they find out right about it, and I do them, those people that I meet, it's unlike anything I've ever experienced. And I've had careers, you know, traveling all over the country and met wonderful people, but this somehow feels different to me. The way we've been, we're being led. Yeah. to do this work. And people right. who come to the Joshua house or come to my events, they they're being led to do that. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm a huge Joshua fan, huge, right. huge, oh. huge. <laughs> and it's my favorite podcast. And I've learned so much. I really resonate with Joshua, the way that the information is delivered by Gary from Joshua. Yeah. I really resonate with that. I I do follow the Esther Hicks gal and all of that, but I find that Joshua's delivery is so much more easily palatable 
it's like, yeah, this, this, and this, and it's not, you don't have to think long and hard about it. It's just, here it is. Boom. Yeah. It's concise. It's accurate. It's implement, implementable, easily implementable. Mm -hmm. And so I'm a huge Joshua fan. Well, that it changed my life. I was Abraham. I, you know, studied Marion Williamson, Wayne Dyer, um, Louise Hay, all of that stuff. My mother was a Louise Hay instructor and a very good friend of hers. So that I was just in it for a while and Esther. And then one day just found Joshua just goofing around on my phone to see if I could find anything new. And in five minutes, I, I said, oh my goodness, I have been doing this a little backwards. I get it now. It just made so much sense to me. And then I did eight boot camps. And it was after my eighth boot camp that then all of this stuff and my my abilities came in really over the course of about three months, just fully realized. I didn't practice. I didn't, there was nothing. It was, I didn't, no one showed me technique. It was just there and it was all the way in. And it's been that way ever since. So my take on the technique thing as a kid and even through all of my schooling, I'm allergic to homework. I don't want (laughs) to, I'm not interested in homework. I'm not interested in someone giving me all this crap to read and spew it back on a test. And Mm -hmm. that just tells me, you know, how to memorize stuff, not interested. And I find that so much of this niche the woo-woo niche, if you will, is all about technique. You got to do it this way and you have to do it that way. And really that to me is like mm. teaching a lefty that they have to write with their right hand. Well, why? Who cares? Mm-hmm. The way that I teach it and the way that Joshua teaches it too is do what works best for you. Everybody yeah. has their own abilities. Let's utilize what's working best for you. Yeah. And so when I say, it's 90% about being able to swim in the high vibration and get used to it. So you turn it on and boom, you're right there. Yeah. And then you utilize whatever comes in. Are you a visual learner? Are you an auditory learner? Are you a kinesthetic learner? What's your primary way that you learn? It's been my experience that that's how spirit's going to communicate first. All the other senses are going to come in, but people get so wound up about Claire audience and Claire sentient. I don't even know what most of those mean right, because just, everybody has the ability. It's just like, right. get my feeling is I don't care what the techniques are. I care about the transfer of energy and knowing how you can validate what's coming in for you. Right. Exactly. How do you know this is coming in this and it's coming you. from spirit? The, the way the messages come, it was very obvious for me because um, I have something where I am not able to picture things in my mind. So guided meditations, I I can't do them. I it My things don't work like that in my head. If I just can't, I can pull a memory sometimes and see that sort of, but to just generate something as they're telling, as you're telling me to. So when I first started getting this, it was imagery that would just drop into my head. And I know I can't do that. So it was easy for me to see it and start to play with it. And then realize the picture went away when I said the right thing. That was it. It was that simple. 
for me. So that's a technique for you. But let me ask you just a random question. Give me a rapid recall answer. What do you remember about your first car? I remember that it was brown. (laughs) All right. Well, you're a visual learner. Yeah. Yeah. Even though you say you can't picture things, you are a visual learner. So of course, spirit's going to come in with visuals. And my mentor and teacher, she's kinesthetic. She's a kinesthetic learner. So she feels things Mm -hmm. and then she'll see, she'll see images of things, but I'm, I'm a visual learner. I'm going to get an image of something, which Mm -hmm. is why I'm like a human MRI. Mm-hmm. I get somebody on my radar. I can see broken bones, torn ligaments, viral infections, bacterial infections, cancer, whatever. That's incredible, like, Julie. That's as, so neat though. As it's a human really MRI, is. but I'm a visual learner. Yeah. So it's going to come in that way visually for me, whereas somebody else. And, and the biggest challenge I find with people that want to learn how to do this is they get frustrated because they want to be visual, but they're a kinesthetic learner. And they're getting the information kinesthetically, but they, but they don't trust it. They want to do visual. And I'll say, well, what are you doing? You're getting frustrated. You're Mm -hmm. in fear. Now you're out. You don't think you're getting it. You're out of, you're out of sync with spirit. Spirit doesn't communicate on the, I feel crappy channels. You're on the, I feel crappy channels, get your vibration back raised up. Yeah, and, exactly. And when people do that, and you mentioned that earlier, when people do that, what happens is they don't try. You just do it. You put yourself in there. You ask a question or make a statement and you see what comes in. Right. I feel so much gratitude. I'm I'm very glad now that I'm where I am. But if you had told me five years ago, that I would be doing this, I would have said, you are insane. I had a great career that I loved and traveling, everything was great. And no one thought I was weird. So (laughs) I liked that at the time, but I'm so grateful that I never got to that point. There was never a spot where I said, I would like to do that. I had no concept of doing it. I didn't even believe it was a real thing necessarily. I just, and I didn't care one way or the other. So right. it was just there and it was all there and I get the sensory stuff and I can hear and see everything. And so I don't have to. And when I speak to someone and I say, I know that you can do any of it, you, you can, but the trying does sort of, it's like anything, it sort of puts this resistance in front of our vibration where we can just let let it flow. It's the opposite. It's that thought of in lack. I I want to do this. I it, no, that's, that's a different place than just doing it. So it's funny. I'm very glad that I had it, but it's exciting that you're doing this for people that want to learn it. I've thought about that. It would be interesting to try to have a group of friends who want to learn and see if I could in some way communicate that would show them how to do something the way it would work for them. It's exciting that you are doing that. I'd love to come. So that's really neat. Well, quick story about how it all came about. I call it angelic attendant training was I was working with a client in Sydney, Australia, and her mother-in-law was dying very unexpectedly. And there were five or six family members on the call. And 
grandma is unconscious and we're communicating with grandma to find out where's her will. Does she have a safety deposit box? What are her wishes? I mean, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the call, my client, her daughter-in-law said, can you teach me how to do this stuff? And I said, I don't know. Yeah, I guess. My next caller asked me the same question, Christy. And I'm thinking, okay, am I being led? So I bring in Pope Clement. I said, am I supposed to teach you stuff? And he says, duh, like, yeah. And I said, well, I don't know how to do it. I don't, I don't know anything about it. What would I teach? And he said, you do this, you do that. You charge this amount. You do blah, 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 blah. You do it on four Saturdays. You do it via Zoom. I said, what's Zoom? Zoom's a platform, like go to meeting. Zoom wasn't a thing yet. Right. And he said, uh, and you start it on this date, which was 10 days from when I'm having this conversation with him. Oh, 10 wow. days. And I said, I can't get it done fast enough. I, I got to get my web guy. I got to write the curriculum. I got to, la, 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 la. we got to put a web page up. I got to market it. He yeah. gave me that date again. He said, you do it on this date. So that was a Tuesday, Thursday. I do my show. I announced it on my show, golden, polish my golden ovaries, announced it on my show. I said, we're going to start it on this date, which was a week out. And that was Thursday night. The page was up on my website on Sunday. We released the show by Tuesday, two days later, I had eight people sign up from four countries. That's and I said, Thank okay. And that was the first class. And now we'll do class number 20 in Atlanta. And it, and I'm being led to do the live class now because I had several people say, I really want to take your class, but I want to do it live. Would you ever consider doing that? Mm-hmm. So again, I asked Pope Clement, Hey, what do you think about my doing a live class? He goes, well, it's about time. And I said, okay. Hey. And, and same thing. And yeah. I said, well, do I need to change the price? Do I need to change the curriculum? Everything's the same. Yeah. And I said, well, I don't know that people are going to want to pay that and then have to pay their expenses. He says, everything's the same. Everything's the same. It's yeah. I don't find that much. It, it We've done some live trainings here at the Joshua house and we have places where people stay at. It doesn't seem to change anything. They love to come and be there. The travel expenses are just sort of part of that. The course is what the course is, whether it's on Zoom or what, it doesn't matter, but just the chance to be able to come in person. That's great. So yeah, that golden ovaries, I really like. We, um, I've been doing a lot of that. I've been channeling for a year. So doing it all of a sudden live verbally, right? And a group reading at an event we had where I have 30 people in the room that I'm bringing yeah. transition loved ones for. Um, but it is really fun. I think I really am excited to, I'm excited to hear about your training. If I can come to it, I will, because it really sounds interesting. But after you do it, I definitely, if I'm not able to be there, I want to hear how it went in the live version. I think it's going to be incredible. I think the energy I do too. of that is going to be very cool for everyone yeah. together. And I bet it's going to seem like people go a lot farther, their vibration is going to go much higher. Their perspective is going to get up there and is going to be powerful. I think. Yeah. It's cool. Well, we have a lot of magical things planned too. the surprises and the theme is going to be a Southern garden party. Oh. And so it's going to be, it's going to be really extraordinary. 
I hope whoever's listening, think about joining us. It's going to be really amazing. Exactly. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's it. So um, tell them one more time, because I know you've got to go. I just looked up at the clock and it's, we've been on for a while. Um, One more time, how to find out about the training, get the cost, get signed up, whatever they want to do. Yeah. AskJulieRyan.com and there'll be a pop-up for the training and you just click on Angelic Attendant Training. Okay. And, And it's in Atlanta. November 3rd through the 5th of 2023 at the Kimpton hotel. And we have a block, we have a room block for special pricing and all that jazz. One other thing, my book, Angelic Attendance, I have, I I have samples here. Anybody that wants to read it, I'm delighted to send a free digital and audiobook copy to anybody that's listening as a gift Mm -hmm. and as a thank you for listening. So just go to Julie Ryan, J-U-L-I-E-R-Y-A-N gift, G-I-F-T, Julie Ryan gift.com. And just say, Hey, I heard you on the Joshua show talking with Christine and I'd love a copy of your book and we'll send you a digital and an audio book download for free. That's great. All right. This was so great. I've been wanting to meet you for a long time. So um, I've heard so much about you, mainly through our very dear mutual friend. But this has been great. Thanks for doing this. It's fun. Oh, my honor. Thanks for having me. Talk to you soon. All righty. Bye. Bye. Well, I'd like to thank Julie for being a guest of the show. Thank you so much, Julie. And if you'd like to listen to Julie, she has her podcast, which is Ask Julie Ryan. And it's very successful, has a lot of tons and tons of people listening to, to that. And they're calling to ask questions about woo-woo stuff. And Julie has the answers. So check that out. Also, if you're interested in doing the training, the live event with Julie, I have a link here in the description. So just click on that and you can take a look at what that's all about. All right. Thanks again for being here. Like, subscribe, leave a review, all that wonderful stuff. We have courses coming up in two weeks. Um, send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com and I'll tell you which one's right for you. If you can get started in some kind of daily practice, it will elevate your perspective. We have three courses now that are designed to take you from wherever you are through about six months or a year of doing it. Once you're in any of these courses, you can take it over again. So you might take a course twice and then go into the next one, take that twice, and then go to the boot camp and take that several times. And in a year, you will find what a lot of people have found is that your life will be radically different in a way that you can't even imagine. It just takes a little bit of consistency, uh, opening up your belief system, seeing yourself from a higher perspective and understanding who you truly are, why you're here, what your soul's journey is. Uh, It's really interesting to understand that our inner selves created this life. The life from their perspective has all the experiences that they wanted And so the life is perfect. When we get on board with that design, instead of what we think we want from our limited perspective as humans, life becomes unimaginable. And that's what this is all about. So uh, send me an email and I'll tell you more. All right. Thanks again for being here and we'll see you next time. Bye.
Well, I'd like to thank Julie for being a guest of the show. Thank you so much, Julie. And if you'd like to listen to Julie, she has her podcast, which is Ask Julie Ryan. And it's very successful, has a lot of tons and tons of people listening to, to that. And they're calling to ask questions about woo-woo stuff. And Julie has the answers. So check that out. Also, if you're interested in doing the training, the live event with Julie, I have a link here in the description. So just click on that and you can take a look at what that's all about. All right. Thanks again for being here. Like, subscribe, leave a review, all that wonderful stuff. We have courses coming up in two weeks. Um, send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com and I'll tell you which one's right for you. If you can get started in some kind of daily practice, it will elevate your perspective. We have three courses now that are designed to take you from wherever you are through about <clears throat> six months or a year of doing it. Once you're in any of these courses, you can take it over again. So you might take a course twice and then go into the next one, take that twice, and then go to the boot camp and take that several times. And in a year, you will find what a lot of people have found is that your life will be radically different in a way that you can't even imagine. It just takes a little bit of consistency, uh, opening up your belief system, seeing yourself from a higher perspective, and understanding who you truly are, why you're here, what your soul's journey is. Uh, it's really interesting to understand that <clears throat> our inner selves created this life. The life from their perspective has all the experiences that they wanted. And so the life is perfect. When we get on board with that design, instead of what we think we want from our limited perspective as humans, life becomes unimaginable. And that's what this is all about. So uh, send me an email and I'll tell you more. All right. Thanks again for being here and we'll see you next time. Bye.